Hi there. Let's take a look at the drainage basin. Hydrological cycle in a drainage basin. The hydrological cycle doesn't just work at a global level. The cycle also works in smaller open systems like drainage basins. There are different features of the drainage basin hydrological cycle. There are different uh, inputs, three types of precipitation input into a drainage basin. Orographic, which is when air masses rise over mountains, causing it to condense in rain. Frontal, where two air masses meet at an area of low pressure, creating rain. And convectional, rainfall caused by water turning into water vapour due to solar radiation. There are also different outputs from drainage basins. There's evaporation, when water turns to water vapour and leaves the drainage basin. Transpiration, when water leaves plants through holes in their leaves. And channel flow, the volume of water that's flowing in a river channel. There are different flows. Interception, when plants capture precipitation in their leaves. Infiltration, when precipitation enters the soil. And direct runoff, when water from precipitation or snow melt flows across the ground surface because the surface is impermeable, such as tarmac. There are also other flows. Saturated overland flow, when the ground is full of water resulting in runoff. Through flow, the horizontal flow of water through soil rock layers, soil or rock layers. Percolation, vertical flow of water between soil and rock layers, and groundwater flow, the flow of water horizontally once it has reached the water table. Let's just look at examples of different drainage basin flows. It's groundwater flow, which is the horizontal flow of water once it has reached the water table. Through flow, which is the horizontal flow of water through soil and rock layers. Interception, when plants intercept, so capture precipitation in their leaves, and percolation, which is the vertical flow of water, so up and down, between soil and rock layers, usually down, in fact, always down. What's the percolation, infiltration, and runoff examples of? These are examples of flows. Now let's have a look at the different physical factors affecting drainage basins. There are different physical components that can impact the relative inputs, flows, and outputs of a drainage basin. There's a relief of the land. So steeper slopes mean faster surface runoff and shorter times for water storage. Vegetation cover. When an area has high coverage vegetation, the interception and evapotranspiration increases, but the surface runoff decreases. Rock type. Some rocks are impermeable and can stop the infiltration of water into the ground. Similarly to impermeable soils, these types of rocks can cause the ground to saturate and lead to surface runoff and increase flows in rivers. In contrast, permeable rocks allow for infiltration and percolation to happen. Soil type. Impermeable soils can stop infiltration and lead to surface saturation, resulting in increased surface runoff. Where there are permeable soils, infiltration and percolation can happen. This can cause groundwater to recharge. Finally, climate. Where cold climates allow for precipitation to fall as snow, the water can be stored and held back until it is thawed, meaning it's melted. This may reduce the channel flow during the winter, but lead to an increase during the spring and summer months due to glacial meltwater. Let's have a look at a quick recap of that. One of the physical factors affecting the drainage basin cycle is relief. The steeper the slopes, the faster surface runoff, and the shorter length of time water is stored for. What does high vegetation cover inc increase in a drainage basin? It increases evapotranspiration. Now let's take a look at human factors affecting drainage basins. Humans can impact the inputs, output, flows, and stores of water in a drainage basin. Overabstraction. Abstraction is the process by which humans remove water from underground water stores, like aquifers. Overabstraction is when the volume of water being removed is greater than the volume of groundwater being replenished. Overabstraction can lead to rivers drying up during periods of low rainfall. 
Urbanisation is another factor. It's changing results in moving away from the natural environment to towns and cities. It leads to a large number of impermeable surfaces like tarmac slates and concrete. These impermeable surfaces reduce infiltration while increasing surface runoff. Deforestation, which is a term used to describe the removal of trees. The impact of deforestation reduces interception and consequently rainfall strikes soil directly, leading to soil compaction. Soil compaction and the removal of tree roots reduce infiltration. Ultimately, deforestation causes an increase in surface runoff, resulting in more soil erosion and flooding. Reservoirs. These are man-made stools that disrupt the natural flow of water by delaying the flow and increasing water loss from evaporation. Dams reduce the water flow downstream by resulting in a loss of vegetation. When vegetation grows in the reservoir surface, an increase in evapotranspiration happens and in turn, increase in salinity of the water. Let's quickly recap all of that. Man-made water stores that disrupt the natural flow of water are called reservoirs. What increases when vegetation grows on the reservoir surface? Evapotranspiration. The drainage basin flows that happen when water flows across the ground surface are called direct runoff. What are the different physical factors influencing the drainage basin cycle? These are climate, relief of the land, soil, vegetation cover, soil type and rock type. If you're looking for somewhere to revise all your subjects and learn two times faster for free, then go to SenecaLearning.com and sign up now. It's free to sign up and start learning, so go to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all of your exam subjects for free. And don't forget to review and subscribe to help more people find this podcast and help them with their revision.